nchc.tv studios behind the mask hockey shops present college hockey west weekly behind the masks college hockey west weekly is brought to you by jesse ray's bar the best in barbecue las vegas style the nchc and nchc.tv subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013 the tag creative group Search Rudd at redbubble.com and let us create a unique gift for you or someone special. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos where an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly with locations in Tempe and Pine Top. Order online at SpaghettiShack.com. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at Liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza. At JetsPizza.com, discover all of our signature. And by the Caesars Sportsbook app, a proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey West Weekly from the NCHC.TV studios presented by Behind the Mask is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans, anywhere that you may be joining us this wonderful Tuesday night. Scott Strandy joining you tonight from beautiful Denver, Colorado, where it topped out at a nice 79 degrees today. Um, apparently, they wanted to warm me up for Tempe, Arizona, where I'm headed this weekend. But uh, my co-host, as always, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate where he's spread out in the basement, got a land shark, got his feet up. He is ready to roll. One Paul Hornstein is with us. Paul, have you recovered from the Super 16? I heard you had to take a whole day at home today. Just to recover from the Super 16. Uh, well, I did. You know, it was a lot of work. And, um, you know, uh, in my cramped conditions here, and I, and I sent you a picture oh, yeah. of yeah. my conditions. Yeah. <laughs> you know. um, Maybe I need to retweet. Uh, some things about your condition with the uh, with the gates and the you know the gold everywhere. Yeah, let me know where that is because I like to. I, I could use some of it. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, it's Tuesday night, which means it's time for College Hockey West Weekly. Um, it's been beautiful here in Denver. It's going to change, I guess, overnight. It's going to go from like a high of seventy today to like forty nine tomorrow. So um, we'll uh, we'll make sure that we don't go outside and we don't. Uh, do anything crazy when it's anywhere under 58 degrees under I'm 58 told. degrees yeah under 58 degrees definitely <laughs> too cold um keep the kitties inside you know we you know those are unsafe conditions there's there's liable to be ice everywhere at 58 degrees <laughs> or 57 degrees so you never know i love it uh teachers on the island uh, I love it. Anyway, yeah, well. um, we're not going to mess around tonight because we've got another great guest. We've got the head coach from the Lindenwood Lions joining us. Rick Zombo is with us. So let's not mess around. Let's bring on the coach and let's start talking some Lindenwood Lions hockey here on a Tuesday night. Coach, Scott and Paul with you. How are you tonight? What's up, Paul? Hi, Scott. What's going on, Coach? Okay. And we're, we're stopping this right here. Um, I told Paul I was going to start with this, Coach. Uh, I came and saw you guys play in person at Air Force. You got to win. Oh, God. I came and, and watched you play at St. Thomas. You came from behind and got a tie. 
And then what the heck happens? You need me to come to every home game or every away game or every game or what? It'd be nice, you know, <laughs> the schedule of number one team in the country. Oh. I don't care who. I don't care who's there. Oh you know, my! There's two other games. Was Big Ten games, Ohio State and, and Michigan. So I guess you you chose right. <laughs> you know, you know, you know the old expression, right? Coach uh, styles make fights, and sometimes you're just overmatched. And uh, that's you know, you you guys are not the first team to be overmatched by uh, Michigan and Yost, and you won't be the last. No, so. I mean, I think that every game that we play, every opponent, we're overmatched. Most won't say that, but at least I'm honest about it. Oh, yeah. um, but I don't think there's such a thing as an underdog in college hockey. It, it, you just look at the weekends. You look at the splits. Um, it's anybody's game, and, and it's uh, things tighten up as you get toward the end of the season. Um but, but right now, everybody's kind of finding themselves, and there's a tremendous amount of instability um, and the better teams uh, just because they have draft picks or, or more talented players. You still got to show up and play. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, do you, I mean, I, I've been doing this with Scott now for what, Scott, five, six years now? Yeah, we're chasing six, year six coming up. Somewhere here. in that neighborhood. And. Uh, you guys have much more background knowledge than I do, but this is crazy. The the every every series is a split, except for like four or five teams that have just clearly separated themselves. But this is crazy. This is every series, every weekend, home or away. Um, somebody's upsetting somebody, and every weekend just seems to be splits from everybody. Yeah, you know, there obviously is pride in both dressing rooms. It is who can regulate the emotions coming from maybe a win on Friday to, to gear it up and then some for Saturday because, because you know, um, with the pride on a losing team from Friday, they're going to be ready. Um, and with special teams and, and uh, high-end talent. Like the three years, the talent gets better and better just on, on certain select teams, but all the teams. And all it takes is, is either a hot goaltender or, or somebody that really has a knack of finding the net. Anybody can win. Coach, um, let me ask you this, because um, you finally get to come home. And I know you've been on the road a lot your first year and a, almost a half now, but – uh, how important is it going to be this weekend? And I told Paul, I said, I got to get you on because this is something that um, you guys haven't had the luxury of before, having back-to-back -back home weekends. You get Augustana and you get LIU. How important that is is that for your guys? Um, we didn't have a choice last year. Uh, the only difference in our schedule, we still sought out the best talent that we could find. We just aren't touching each ends of the ocean. But still, when you travel, you know, whether you travel six hours in an airplane or six hours on a bus, it, it's not easy on you. Um, and then compound it with student athletes. They always have homework. Uh, it's nice to be home. We had an open weekend last weekend, which was very fulfilling uh, because everybody needed to reset. You know, we had them on the ice, but uh, the, conti the con continuation of a grind. Um, wasn't necessary at that time. It, it has nothing to do with uh, putting in the effort or, or, or hard work. There needs to be time. You got to take a break and, and just breathe. 
and not use our uh, last weekend. Shit, it was nine one ten one against Mish as a barometer of what you know type of team we have. So I have to be honest. I'm not going around squeezing cheeks on every player and tell them how wonderful we are. I mean, <laughs> um, we've had a, a, a considerable amount of um, wellness checks. Right. And those type of conversations are uh, important, not only for me to learn, but our staff to learn and also the players to learn. Um, you have to meet in the middle a lot, but uh, the amount of conversations that seem necessary for today's athlete is challenging coach i mean we hear it and and, and it sounds at times cliche-ish but i mean this is kind of one of those weekends where you just say you know we throw it out because it's not the norm because i mean you guys have been in every game you had three overtime games in the first six yeah we we, we have <laughs> I don't know how long I'm, and I'm getting tired of saying that we're young, but I know we'll even be young in 24, 25. And that, that's part of accumulating assets. So in the process of accumulating assets, however, the identity has to be that we don't give up and we keep working. The corrections that are, are necessary that we spent all summer on was the discipline and, and, and the penalties and, and uh, the turnovers. And when you play a team like Mish, you know, on Saturday, they had six power play goals and two shorthanded goals. You know, uh, we had uh, over 20 turnovers just on our power play alone against Mish. I mean, everything about it, you couldn't hide. You know, only myself and the coaching staff didn't have masks on. The rest, you know, <laughs> the children of Yost were all dressed up. It, it was it was a wild atmosphere. My players all had protective cages on. So, yeah, the staff was exposed, and that's just the way it is. We go back to work. But I know you got Jason Power on your uh, your uh, staff, and I know that he's got some broad shoulders, so he was probably taking a bunch of the hits, right? <laughs> oh, I don't know if he was. You know, if, if you're smart, you don't stir it up. Okay, so you're, you're outnumbered, you know, and everybody has cell phones, so you just got to make certain you're focused on your job. <laughs> okay, before we get more into you and this weekend with Augustana coming into town, um, Brad Schlossman got all over an old uh, North Dakota versus Maine game. <laughs> and um, Paul loves these because he loves the old time, the old style hockey. Um, do you remember that one? And then were you a part of that or were you not there at that point? The I wasn't brawl? there. I, I believe that was uh, 80, I believe, because... Um, I never played against Maine, uh, the, the, and, and I know I I seen it. It, it was a, it was a brawl that went forever at the end of the game. Yeah. I, I know I've seen it, but but I I glanced at it on my phone, so I couldn't tell if both teams had full cage on, because I think when I went to school in '81, that was the first time that I've ever worn a cage. But but I don't know. I, I, if I college think, had it before that, I don't coach, know. Coach, I think that was after you left. No, 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 no. Maybe sure? goofy looking helmets. No. Okay, because when I looked at it, I <laughs> yeah. tried to look up one of the names, and I and and the only year that I saw that intersected, and maybe I had a brother or a relative, uh, was eighty three, eighty four. So. Yeah, eighty three. Yeah, eighty three, eighty four. Um. 
No, I would have been. I would have been there. No, I would have been there. Anyway, yeah, I saw it. I saw it, and uh, <laughs> a lot of times I wish there was fighting in college. Um, I wish there was a better way to regulate the outcome of the game, other than officials. Um, it's it. We we have. And it's a very aggressive game, but the emotion of college hockey gets taken out with so much stoppages of plays and, and players folding like a napkin after a hit or replay. I mean, it, it's like our games that have, have lasted no more than two hours are amazing. I mean, it just goes up and down and up and down. But um, when it comes to the fighting, um, that's that's probably the best way to keep it honest. There, there, you know, it's, it's not like every game has a fight, but if you just have one, if you have one in college hockey, it will help sell college hockey. It really will. Coach, I, I listen. Um, what Scott says is 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 is, is, is pretty true. I and, and and I understand what you're saying. Um, the. The, the the thing about it is right is the the it's almost like baseball with inside pitches you got to put themselves right correct correct yeah no I, I mean it's you look at fights in the NHL those start not by emotion they start because the guy that got hit wasn't expecting to get hit and he got surprised and then somebody's got to stick up for him because it looks more flagrant only because he was surprised. The the ability to stand in front of the net to score 50 goals when people are paying attention, that's a talent in itself. Now, oh, you know, it's like you're waiting for a bus. Whoever has the better better stick gets the puck. And, it, it, you know, that stuff in a regular season is very, very challenging to watch because the players aren't as focused in the game. It doesn't they don't care. They don't try. But when there's aggression in the game and there's physicalities in the game, you're far more focused. Because you're more focused, you don't make rare, uh, reckless or careless mistakes. The amount of mistakes that these, these athletes are getting away with in the NHL never happened. Never happened. I said, oh, well. You know, <laughs> because there's limited accountability. The, the good teams and consistent teams are held accountable by their teammates. It's the dressing room, and it, it's key players that have major ice time um, that clean up the casualness of turnovers, misassignments, um, skating in a fog. And I've been trying to go through that just with my team. My juniors are a very important part of my, my team, and they have to regulate the standards of how to play. And they're not playing well. Not even close to the way they finished the season last year. So, you know, freshmen's always going to follow. A sophomore is just a little bit more seasoned than, than a freshman. It's, it's the juniors that, in my opinion, are let, letting us down. Okay, so let's let's take it back to the game that I saw, the last game that I saw against uh, St. Thomas. Um, you guys battled back. Like, I mean... Uh, 
I talked to, to one of your guys, uh, Mr. Allard, after the game, and and I said, do you guys ever feel like you're not in the game? And he goes, never, never. He goes, we always feel like we're going to be um, able to score, able to, to – it doesn't matter. Uh, where does that mentality come from? Does that come from you? I would hope so. I try to recruit like minds. I try to recruit that um, that Sigma male, that that uh, that one percenter. Everybody says they want to be or they're close, but they really don't know. Um, and, and just because you feel that you've recruited them, you know, um, leadership is, is something that you don't sell you you act it and, and you make certain that you assist in conversations of this is the importance everybody wants to be in the front row with the c or a on their jersey but um leading by example is so so important so i i hope uh starts with recruiting and and second um i become a a, a good role model i hope Okay, so Augustana coming to town. You guys get to play in front of the home crowd. Uh, what's this like been week in preparation? I know you're not even uh, through it yet, but what's it been like uh, on campus with the guys? Um, there's got to be a fight. Everybody's ready? Oh, yeah, they're, they're ready. We're, we're starting to get guys uh, healthier. You know, a week off is good. Um, last week's practice, we didn't, we didn't put in the full two hours uh, each day, but we did run them you know, for five days. Today they had off due to election day. Um, so they, they should be charged up. Um, it's just, it's actually just another week. They're getting recharged, okay? It's not like we're retooling. Uh, it's not like we're changing lineups, changing systems. It's uh, a lot of it is making certain that it's good reps. Like why spend an hour on the ice if all you need is five minutes? And the importance of not winning drills, but retaining the message that's important, that's going to assist you to perhaps make your responsibilities easier come game time, is important. And that type of conversations, my mental checkups, is is what it's all about. Because I know this is our opening weekend. It's just not for the student body. They all have their, their families coming to town. All my players have loved ones and families coming to town. There's major distractions. You know, and, and it's good. And we're excited. Um, but it, it's uh, the prep for the opponent is the same. It's making certain that uh, we have stability and knowing that I'm not going to have 25 guys all on the same page feeling really, really good about themselves emotionally, physically, and, and mentally. I got to get the majority and at least the ones that uh, have shown history of handling a lot of ice time. Coach, you've got kind of a quirky schedule where you've got some long breaks. Now that you've done that the first month of the season where you're every week. Uh, well, you know why, Paul. I know you, why. I'm not yeah. saying I don't understand why. I'm just yeah. – does that make your uh, – does it change the way you set things up in terms of not just practice but – uh, how you're looking at, at at your lineups every week? Yeah, you really can't. <clears throat> There's so much awareness and respect in practice. You, you really can't honestly judge the fire in a player's belly. 
okay? Um, you don't want it to be a sideshow, but practice has to be emotional. But you also have to be competitive. Nothing that emulates a game other than another game. And, and having those substantial breaks that we have in our schedule doesn't keep you battle-hardened. Like, maybe recharge physically, but you're not battle-hardened. So that becomes one of the themes, you know, for us in practice. Um, and, and conditioning. You know, when we're, you know, we're traveling on a Thursday, so realistically we just have three days of practice. Um, that, that's, that's more of a learning time than a conditioning time. So we had to pick up the conditioning. So we did that. So maybe it helps us uh, fresher in the mind and, and make better choices. But we've been working, just not, just not with an abundance of ice time. Okay, so Augustana comes to town. Is this more about you want to play the style that you want to play, or do you have to do something different to uh, face up against a team like Augustana? They're new. But, Coach, I talked with them, and, and I asked the guys, I said, uh, do you guys feel like a startup, or do you feel like another college hockey team? And they said to a man that they feel like a college hockey team. They said, it doesn't feel like we're a startup program. Um, I guess the portal is the answer to that, correct? Yeah, that well, that's how they built their team. You know, so they, they have, you know, veterans in the lineup. It's just a new season that they're playing together, and they're playing very well. I have always been one not to be a reactionary per, uh, person. I want to make certain that uh, I strategize and have a plan. Uh, but but if I don't know on a consistent basis what my players are going to do, then I could just do a carousel, one, two, three, four, everybody out the door. Um, the, the players are not familiar with the matchups. Um, we bring it to their attention, but I, I don't want them – overburden with what the opponent's doing if we don't have our personal game in check. So it, it, it's always been, you know, let's not chase the game. Let's not play a reactionary game. Let's not make the game harder for ourselves. Let's make certain that we execute to the best of our ability and be focused for 60 minutes. It, But to some people, that's asking a lot. You know, I mean, some of the like this is we recruit every day okay right. so what the players don't know is after a bad performance practice or a bad performance on a weekend players that we're watching on the web or talking on the phone you salivate over them you know <laughs> you might have to wait a year or two or three or um or even you know adjust dollars um there's a there's a lot that goes into the lineup um, where business influences it, but as far as um, getting the guys to be focused for 60 minutes is challenging because in these conversations, uh, to have them recite what just happened on the ice, what did you, you just do in, in practice? Like, <clears throat> I'll, I'll get into it. We'll go deep into this, okay? Yeah, we're ready. I've got a, play, I've got a player that is, a, is, a, is an amazing DJ. Spins his own music, mixes. Nice. You know, I mean, I, I'm sure he's really good on, on campus. 
his mind can't keep up with his skills. So I got to slow him down. So I, I we have a talk about the rhythm, the rhythm of the game. You know, I try to put hockey into where where he's impulsive. That he gets a tremendous amount of attention because he's very good in a uh, clicky genre in today's society. So I actually had him sitting on the bench, and he did play. We talked, okay, and I understand how uh, you're uh, when you're doing rap. It's, it's you're not a literary genius, but you got to hit the voice inflection on, on the beat and make it similar, okay. So there, there's ebbs and flows in a game, which is similar to the rhythm. You just can't have it spike like a heartbeat. There's got to be flow to it. So. Yes, he can talk, and uh, so I had him do play-by-play. -play. We just watched one drill in play-by-play, and, and uh, the first player was slow and boring, and, he, you know, he did a good job uh, describing it. And then, okay, I said, fantastic, we're going to watch the next guy. And there are more errors and more yips, and it was absolutely bloodshed what this player did in the exact same drill. <laughs> And the heartbeat and the staccato play-by-play uh, -by, -play by my rapping genius um, helped prove a point where you need flow, you need rhythm, you, you, you have to feel the game. You know, there's moments in a game where you got to uh, know, that not necessarily there's a brake pedal on the left, but you got to get your foot off the accelerator. And, and, and to go 100 miles an hour when, when your mind can't keep up, I can only imagine the abundance of plays potentially he's rehearsing in seconds, right? So he kind of got the message. So then I had him in practice. So it's, it's like in the military, you do cadence. And the reason why you do cadence, and then it's the same thing with the rhythm, but it allows you to breathe. It helps you breathe. It, it takes your mind uh, more on the rhythm than it does the pain and suffering of actually going for a boot run. So to actually, and he didn't have to, he, he wasn't mic'd up, but I wanted him to talk, you know, talk to yourself, talk it out. I want to see your lips moving um, to, to try to get him to slow down. His whole life, uh, you know, to be a, uh, in college, a Monday to Thursday player, um, all these kids have skill. I mean, like like amazing skill. And this boy is is really has a huge palette of talent. And probably his whole life, even through youth hockey, got an awful lot of likes and oohs and ahs. So it reinforces the anxiety in everything that he does. However, production. <laughs> so something's not right somewhere. So coach, teacher, you know, that's my, my title. I'm actually the antagonist that <laughs> I'm trying to make him uncomfortable where I'm aware he's not going to see immediate results. I'm a, I have to monitor his patience through mistakes that I'm imposing on him. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually trying to change his game where he's not seeing immediate results and it doesn't feel comfortable to him. So it, it, that's just one player. All right. Now, that's I, just, I, I want to clarify because uh, I get what you're saying to 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 it to a for the most part. But I just want to make clarify in, in a little bit. You're trying to get his 
brain to catch up with his feet or his feet to catch up with his brain? No, his brain to catch up with his feet. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that right. that, that, that that was understood. Right. Here's an example. Here's an example. Okay, so uh, offensive players, they're either a shoot-first mentality or they're a pass-first mentality, right? Um, that shoot-first mentality doesn't really have a whole lot that's going through his head. When he gets a puck, you think he's got a hitch and know what his next play is? Of course not. He's shooting it, right. okay? Now, if he starts scoring... He's not considered selfish. But if he's only shooting and nothing is happening, what an easy game. Now, a passer, you know, it's like Gretzky always says, goal, there's at least two people that are happy. Right. A, a passer now has options. Now you have to equate the probability and also be honest with your talent if you can make it. And good players, it becomes slow motion before – that window or that passing lane opens up. Then there's a considerable amount of consideration to the, the pace of the pass. You, you, it, the puck has to be conditioned. This is going through a pass. Somebody that has a DNA that's, that's a pass first guy, man, they got a lot more going through their head than somebody that's just a shooter. That, that, that's what makes the, in the NHL, these all-star players, play offense, they play defense, transitional thought. You could sit on the bench with any, probably most NHLers, and recite everything that just happened, not only what you did, I hope you could do it, you know, when you get your legs back into the bench, but the other four guys on the ice. I had a meeting with the guys. We talked about jigsaw puzzles. Did I, get, I tell you guys this, this story? No, no, I haven't no. heard this one. No, so, so I got to dress up the story. So my mom's 89. And uh, Ricky, I'm so excited! I just finished a thousand. I just finished a thousand piece puzzle. Nice. Now you and I both know all. Not you and I. All of us know that. What do you do with it? You you spend days putting this together. Then you break it apart and you put it in a box. And you know you, another boring day or you get another puzzle. I only had one player in my dressing room that does jig, jigsaw puzzles, and it it was my goalie. So I had to explain. They all know what a jigsaw puzzle is the philosophy of a jigsaw puzzle. So whether you have 12 pieces or a thousand pieces, where do you start when you do a jigsaw puzzle? You start on the borders. You got to build the borders. Right. Well, there's an indicator in each, each piece that's a border piece. It's a straight edge, bingo. So there's an indicator. Okay, so it's no different on the ice. When you're lined up for face-off, uh, players can tip you off if you're looking for the right reason. You don't need advanced pre-scout. You, you can see where the weight shift, the balance is. Uh, if you're on the bench, you, you, everybody's pattern in life and in, in, in indicators. It helps you closer to the probability of choosing right. You know, if you're just going to play your whole life 50-50, you're not going to be a winner. You got to take risks somewhere, but it's educated risks that you're looking for indicators. So, so once you get your border pieces, now you got to fill in the middle. Well, just because one piece doesn't fit and you put it off on, on one side, you got to remember, okay, it's no different than making mistakes in a game. There's, there's so many mistakes that are made, but you, you just can't throw everything away and implode the whole puzzle or your game.
You got to remember what caused the mistakes. And that doesn't mean that you ditch it. What you did that didn't work out in a favorable action for your success might work on somebody else, right? So that's why you can't forget. So stimulating the brain is really, really important. And it's a hard challenge to do with these kids. Yeah. You pick up the phone, you turn it on, you don't have to do a damn thing. Now, they do have players now, society now, young generation now, is easily influenced. Right. So, um, whether it be the rhythm, whether it be uh, mistakes, whether it be uh, fanfare, you know, like... I had, we're in Michigan, we're getting butt. And the last thing I want is if we scored a goal, my players go by the children of Yost and start posturing because they see other college players do it. Like, you know what I mean? Because somebody else does it, doesn't mean it's right or wrong. I mean, I've got my opinion, but we're not doing that. And well, this is why. Right. You know, so, um, these conversations, like everybody knows a four check, they know how to stick handle, know how to skate. But, but I find it hard to believe that I am the only one that says, if you're going to put the work in, do it good enough so you will sign it. Put your signature on it. And that's the same with practice. I mean, we watch, we practice and, and film our practice, and the guys can't believe. What there's the, it's a completely foreign person and it's them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> listen, I, I, I kind of understand what you're saying. Again, um, I had a student and, and I coached him and I, and I say that loosely because, um, all, my only job was to not screw him up. Um, <laughs> who went on to be a professional bowler. Um, I'm listening to his private coach say, well, when you when you hit the when when the when the ball hit the pins, you saw it do this, 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 and this, and and I'm like, I called him and I said, you can you can figure that out. You can you can you can tell how to adjust because you're watching the pins fly around. He goes, yeah, yeah. I said, then why do you struggle in math? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah I, no I couldn't doubt. understand if your brain works that fast. Or you have the ability to do it, you should be more confident in yourself. There's no question about it. Yeah, if you have a purpose, it's it's amazing what you can accomplish. It's as as a coach, you got to find the purpose and uh, and also get ahead of the player because you you know there's ups and downs in every day and in every game. And as a coach, you gotta you gotta get ahead of it. Yeah, well, he's finding that out now because he turned into a coach. So I'm going to have to break. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, could you coach Edmonton Oilers? So, well, so if Woodcroft yeah. gets fired, could you coach Edmonton? Yeah, give 97 Hell yeah, the puck. Hell yeah. Give 97 the puck. <laughs> it's not hard. Exactly. However, you know, I mean, I don't know if you guys are watching the NHL. I try. Heck, they got, what, 15 shots in the first period and – and didn't get a goal and end up losing the game. It's it's not that they're not playing well. It is <laughs> the the coach has to have these conversations of keeping players focused and 
or not jumping off the cliff or, you know, buying a couple more houses every two weeks. Who knows? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know anything about that either. Scott's the only one that knows about that kind of stuff. <laughs> Says the man from the palatial estate. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so so two independents <clears throat> coming back to back. Yes. Augustana, then LIU. I know you're focused on the Friday night with Augustana, but um, you've seen the growth. You're part of the growth. Um, how excited are you for college hockey to continue to see teams? Stonehill gave Arizona State all they can handle last weekend. How excited are you for the growth of college hockey right now? I think it's fantastic. The, the game is so good. The players are so talented. And when you have a student body that gets lubricated and geared up for a Friday, Saturday, there's nothing. The game sells itself, but now you put it on a college campus it's amazing. And I know what it's like. Like <clears throat> at Mish, there are people from St. Louis that had never seen a college game that went to Yoast and they're absolutely floored and ended up buying season tickets, nice. you know, for our home games. Um, we're, we're going to probably a better college atmosphere is Lawson Arena in Kalamazoo. Oh. We got home and home there. And I go, that, that's an easier trip than Ann Arbor. You got to go see this stuff. You know, like when we were up at Engelstad at UND, it was definitely the ooh and the ah. I mean, that's that's NHL, but like legit college. Um, I just named two venues that are you know right there. That is absolutely amazing. College hockey is fantastic. There, there's just not enough um, teams. Well, as coaches, we all want more teams. There's enough players, I can tell you that. <laughs> well, and, and, and you know, it's been dormant for a while, but by the time you get up there, it's going to be insane up at what's up in Madison. Oh, for sure. No, I, I watched them. Uh, they went into the Gophers. I watched that game Thursday. Oh, this is a completely different team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, but, you know, it's funny. You look at you. you look at – now the Big Ten, right? We're, we're talking Big Ten. Every weekend in their conference is an absolute battle. And it's just not getting through there. Then you got playoffs. And then you got rankings. So not only do you have to win, but but you, you need some depth and, and maturity um, and a well-oiled staff to keep, keep things on, on the tracks. You know, us as, as far as uh, independent – Every game that we play becomes our playoff game, right. but it, it, you you don't. We're, well, Western we have a home and home, but right. there, there's not enough to build that rivalry that conference play provides. Well, that yeah, is. I mean, we, we 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 definitely get that. I mean, you know, we we've had that discussion as you know on here a billion times, and we'll have it a billion more. And uh, we don't put anybody on the spot, but I definitely have my my thoughts about what these leagues should do. Scott has his thoughts. By the way, Scott says you guys should be in the NCHC too. So, um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, if, if, if we had the resources and got the nod, I'm just telling you that that is unbelievable for us geographically and unbelievable for visibility. And you have an NHL city in St. Louis where Lindawood is located. And every weekend, you got NHL draft picks. You got the NHL of the future that's coming to play Lindawood. Who wouldn't want that? 
Well, no, no, no. I, I listen. Coach, I, I. Well, no. Let, let me finish. I, co- Coach, great minds. You and I speak alike on that because I sold. That's I sold the, all the exact same thing. Um, I want to tell you this though. I was at Denver uh, Friday night when they played CC, and they had seven thousand people in that building. They they called it a room only sellout. And when I realized that, I'm going like, really? As good as this Denver Pioneers team has been with nine championships, and you finally are selling games out again, uh, the growth has got to be there. And then you look what Mike Hastings has done in Wisconsin. They start with a 5,000 um, number crowd in the first weekend, and now they're up to 12,000. So you're exactly right. This game is fantastic. I told Coach Powers that. I said, God, I hope you have a band a pep band because I can remember the days and you know this at North Dakota and the old WCHA. I mean, that was it, right? I mean, the student section getting into it, that was what it was all about. And, and I still looked when I was at North Dakota uh, this last year and they sold out against the Gophers and, um, and the way the players were inspired by the fan base, there's nothing like college hockey. There just isn't. No, these guys that are playing their fifth year, man. You'd rather play college hockey than, you know, even playing American League. These venues are are better, right. and the attendance is better than in, in the American League, and that's it's a comfortable life. But it's uh, it's all about advertising. It's all about marketing. Uh, I, I know my players at Lindawood get a tremendous amount of compliments toward me. These players can sell themselves. Um, you, you just just need you know like like your podcast. I mean, it, it's awesome. It's it, it's entertaining because we got you and Paul, and it's educational because you got me. Well, somebody's got to educate <laughs> well, the two of us. That's for darn sure. I don't know what damn thing. Here's what I want to know right now, though. When you pulled that one out, how are those new skates doing? Did you did you oh, still have them, or did you go back to the old ones? Did you oh, did you go back to the old ones? <laughs> Reebok pumps from, uh, gosh, I didn't even wear them when I played. The, the price is right. Uh, but they're like slippers. Really? Okay. Uh, we, yeah, Scott, we've gone over this already. Rickety crickety. My, it's not my body that creaks. It's these skates that creak. And uh, But they're comfortable. They're comfortable, and I like it. The problem that I'm going to get into, so I get my skates sharpened maybe twice. Yeah, maybe twice a year. And... <laughs> I'm trying, it's not that I don't need a better edge. I'm just trying to save the metal because when I get that metal down to the plastic toque, then I'm, I know somebody's not, there's not <laughs> going to be a rivet that's going to hold <laughs> that skate blade to the boot, but they're comfortable. I know, wait a I, second. I'm going to tell you, guys, you, here's what's funny. So I went up before the season started, I went up to Detroit. I played in a Red Wing alumni game right. against the Bruins. It, it was amazing. Okay. You talk about my skates. I saw Lang skates. So Reed Larson was on my team with the Wings. Reed, there's a college guy, gopher, college guy. Right. Um, he had those plastic skates, Langs. <laughs> Lang. And, and then Kenny Linsman, he, he had some skates. I don't know if he had it was a Velcro across the top of it. <laughs> oh, I saw I some it. old, old skates. When 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 the Bowers have kangaroo skin on them, you know that's comfort. That's also old. <laughs> oh, wait, now hold on a second. Now I have to ask. Now you're on the ice almost as much as the players. Yes. You only have to get your skates sharpened twice a year. Oh, I ain't going hard. I'm just standing oh, but up. Still. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
No, 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 no. I, I was re- I was really nervous because seriously, as a coach, you're, you're not skating. You're like you're, no, you're not huffing and puffing. There's like a little bit of demonstration. Um, but I, I have assistants that can do that too. I wish I could. I wish I could do it. Like these guys don't know what I used to do or what I could do. Right. Um, but I don't skate hard. Even even at the alumni game, I don't skate hard. You know, I like I'm good enough. I, you know, I tell a guy, you don't have to shoot through me. I'm going to give you the outside, but I won't give you the inside. <laughs> and then the goalie's got to make the save. You know what I mean? Like the alumni games are fun because the guys know how to play. Well, okay. I, I mean, I all right. I just, I just again, it, it that's something that. I, I can't relate to. Okay? When I coached Paul, a couple of years that Paul, I coached, I don't I, walk on concrete. <laughs> no, as a matter of fact. I used to walk. Uh, you know what? I did walk on concrete. Where was Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Um It was Air Force. It was before you even got there, Scott. Right. I, I walked on <laughs> on concrete because I was walking onto the ice through the penalty box. Right. I yeah. didn't know. I didn't I didn't have the rink. I didn't have the rink cased out. But guys are ripping shots in the exit entrance doors right behind the net. And I'm going, I'm ain't taking one in the mush. <laughs> so, you know, and also I didn't want to interrupt them. They look like they're having fun and enjoying the drill. So I ended up walking around and I ran into concrete. And then you're at the point of no return. So I'm like, well, I'll get up on my toes. And that's what I did. I just continued on and came in the back of the, uh, the penalty box and, uh, I was able to do fine. You know, you just take a honing stone and, you know, roll that edge back. Oh, you just threw Paul for a loop on that one, didn't well, you? Well, no, 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 no. I do, you know, that, see, that I kind of understand because I had a butcher Well, thank God. That, okay, Paul, uh, there are four that you couldn't understand what I'm saying. I go, shit, Paul can't understand. I wonder if the message got to my players. I spent two weeks with, with educational talks. Well, at least we got one that you can understand. Which one well, is it? Well, no, listen, I, 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 get the, I get the stone part because, like, yeah. again, I, I, I used to, I asked a butcher one time about knives, and he said you have to the, – the edge curls yes. when you use it. So that's why you use the sharpening stick before you ever use to yes. keep that edge. Yes. See, that part I understand. There you go. Okay. <laughs> the, only, the only sharpening twice part I don't understand because that <laughs> seems extremely low to me. Not because I don't understand sharpening skates. I just don't understand only twice. Paul, it's about conservation. Uh, (laughs) My legs are strong enough that I can cut into the ice, um, and I'm not walking on sand or or dirt. I don't have a deep hollow. It's fairly flat grind, so I can just glide. And my legs are strong enough where I can feel the edge. As long as you like, don't allow your blades to rust and don't step on sand. There's no reason why you can't. I'm not clicking blades either. That happens a lot in a game. You know when guys click blades, that's usually how they're getting those, uh, you know, big burrs that they'll lose an edge. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not in the trenches. No. Well, not anymore. No. Oh, we <laughs> made a living back in the day. <laughs> Okay, I got two final ones for you. The first one is uh, very serious. The second one is uh, uh, complimentary. But um, Adam Johnson uh, just passed away. I'm sure you've you've seen that to nauseum. Um, 
I looked at it and I'm going like, goodness gracious, what are those guys' skates doing that high? Um, but pretty, pretty freaky. What, what are your thoughts on requiring neck protection or is it just one of those freak things that just happened, Rick? I'm sure it's a freak thing. When, when you're playing, your uh, mental state, your strength, your reaction time is so honed in. Um, it can only be an accident. Um, un- un- unfortunate, just the worst travesty ever. Um, you know what? So that happened on a Saturday night. Our goalie actually got a skate across his neck in Mish on Friday. Oh, goodness me. Yeah. And, and it's funny. Yeah, you just reminded me. Yes. Um, you know, there's a scramble. And, uh, you know, he went down and, and the mask went up. Normally, it's uh, like a stick or something of that nature. Um, but uh, when you replay it, it was actually the, the skate. Thank goodness. Uh, no part of the metal you know, uh, touch his skin, but is is either the, uh, the holder or the edge of his, uh, the plastic goalie skate, or I mean, uh, uh outskaters, uh, skate. No, he had a, oh, <laughs> what went right across his jugular, you know, about five wow. inches long. So, wow. uh, neck guards, you know, and I, I seen Gretzky talk about it. You know, these, these kids who have been wearing masks their whole life. Um, and also, uh, the ear flaps on the helmets and the neck guards. Um, if you want to wear it, wear it. You know, if it's mandated, then by all means, wear it. Um, I, I, it's just a, it's a different it's a different game. Uh, it's a different game. You know, guys were guys were, when I was playing. I had five guys in Detroit that didn't wear helmets. You know what? They never got cut. They never got blindsided. They never took a, a cross check, uh, nothing. There was so much respect for those guys. Matter of fact, um, closing out his career, Michael Connell put on a, a Gretzky Jofa, and he got blindsided, and, and he knew exactly what the reason was. He had a helmet on. Yep. So he, he chucked it off to the side and, and, and served up a salad in it. Uh, now <laughs> with these visors, you know, the visors come in, okay? Um, you're not invincible, uh, but I, I could tell you that, the only fear that I had, and most players have, is losing an eye, uh, yeah. to lose teeth yeah. and then facial uh, uh, scars and stuff. But guys are not getting hit in the face. You know, um, we we've actually in, in the past probably four or five years uh, have not had uh, guys getting in the NHL getting hit in the face. Um, but prior to that, guys are taking clappers right in the mush. It, it's so disrespectful. It's too, guys don't exactly like if. If you have concern and awareness, you know exactly where, where your shot's going. Um, if you're just shooting it to shoot it and have a complete disregard uh, for humans, uh, then you let it fly and whoever's in the way gets hit. Yeah, uh, for sure. Okay, here's the, here's the final one. I always want to touch on this because all the time when I'm scanning through social media, I see uh, a Lindenwood guy or two that's uh, – scoring a goal or getting a game winner in the ECHL or the AHL or whatever it may be. And I just, uh, I, I kind of get the smile on my face, Rick, because I'm going like, I, I, um, in their first year. So how proud does it make you to know that you're sending guys 
that can compete and play at the professional level? Well, I feel like a father. I'm, they do the work, but I'm so proud of them. I've, I've been telling my guys, you could play pro. And, and because there hasn't been a history of other players, coming from the ACHA, like I was trying to promote opponents players because I knew a kid that could play pro. And, and because nobody else from the ACHA was even making a stab at it, they wouldn't even try. And, and these are conversations that I have with players. Everybody will say they want to play pro, but are you willing to do the work? And when, when I say play pro, I'm just not saying the NHL. Right. When you can continue your passion and enjoy going to work, you play pro until they, they make you quit, you know? <laughs> um, so, you know, the, uh, the two guys, uh, Finnegan and Willis, uh, I thought it was fantastic for them. Those guys thought they were dried up, you know, like low-hanging fruit. They thought they were done. And they're asking my opinion. And I go, I, I'll give you my opinion, but I've been giving you my opinion ever since you started playing. <laughs> go ahead and take a stab at it. And if it don't work, it don't work. Guess what? Right place, right time. And uh, loving it. Because of that. Because they've done the work, okay? Of course, I'm going to draft the attention. It, it, it sparked a conversation or a question from you, Scott. Um, but I want—I don't care what level my go, guys go at. I want them to make certain that they give it their all. Otherwise, they're going to close the door on the rest of my players that are coming. You know, that, that's part of my recruiting. I mean, I want guys that are going to go play pro. You know, everyone's, whoa, your, your, your team is so big. Is that by design? Well, everybody's talented. I can't get the high-end talent, but I'll, I'll get a big guy that's somewhat talented until I can get the blue chippers. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Like the blue chippers are are, are going to work their way in, into top sixes, forwards, maybe four. You know, you, you look at Faber with uh, 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 Minnesota Wild. Holy right, smokes, right. is this guy good? You know, Nyes, everybody. You know, the Seamus Casey uh, uh, at Michigan. Wait till, you, wait till the New Jersey Devils get him. I mean, it's a, it's amazing, the caliber of hockey that's in, in college hockey. And not everybody's going to the NHL. But guess what? The American League is awesome. The coast is awesome. And who wouldn't? So that's, that's what I recruit. And, and, and they all say they want to play pro. Um, but you know, we have honest conversations and, and keep it real. And you got to do this. If that's what you want to do, you know, my, my guys are going to, you know, uh, well, it depends on what level they go to, but <laughs> you got, you got to learn how to play bottom six as a forward as, as much as you got to learn how to play a top six, then you got to be smart enough to be able to adapt one way or the other, uh, just to make a team and get another shift. You got to do that for me on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, I've, I've, you know, the guys that I've had for a while, I'm glad they're doing well. Now, listen, you know, as as a first year program, to say you had two guys go pro, uh, I mean, we're, we're talking about last year as your first. Year. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's 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 awesome, and that's you know that's what that's what the kids want to hear, right? You can go play pro. A hundred, a hundred percent. And the thing is, what really worked for them. They didn't have agents when they were playing, okay? They, they, they weren't influenced by somebody else that really didn't know them as well as the coach knows them, 
or that they know themselves. They weren't distracted. You got to take care of the work that's in front of you right now. It's nice to have aspirations or a plan or a pursuit, but if you're not focused on what's at hand and by not having an agent, really help these guys out. Uh, good stuff. You know, I'm a big fan of Ryan Finnegan. I hope he uh, continues to do what he's doing because uh, I, I watched that kid when he played for your ACHA program, and I could have told you then he was going to be something special. But anyway, I'll, I'll get off the soapbox and uh, wish you guys the best of luck this weekend and next weekend. And uh, anytime you need a win, just give me a call. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll come on over for you. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll call you just before the puck drops on Friday. <laughs> oh, my God. Just all <laughs> all right, don't coach. encourage this coach. No. <laughs> well, I, well, I'm not going to pull him off a of Tempe. I know he's going down to Arizona. All right. well, he's, a phone well. call is the best I can do. All right. Well, maybe get a video. Get it. I will. I, FaceTime. I, yeah, FaceTime. Can, we'll can FaceTime. I quickly pull back the curtain a minute? I saw Rick at, at um, uh, St. Thomas. And uh, I'm I'm getting I'm being blocked by the security guard. He's not letting me in. And and Rick comes by and goes, "Come on," <laughs> takes me in. And uh, I get in there. I go, "Hey, um, I want to talk to your goaltender." And he says, "Absolutely not." I'm going like, "What? <laughs> Why not?" He goes, "No, no, you're not." <laughs> I said, well, "Okay, no, I'll go find story. somebody else then." <laughs> yeah, no, he, he wasn't the story. He wasn't the story. No, I, I mean. Like, like you knew better. Like, that, that was a game that there were 60 shots. I don't, know, I don't even know what the total was. It, it was, like, stupid. Like, you know, they're shooting from their own bench. You know, everything was a shot. And then my goal was making more work for my D and, and a greater save percentage. That wasn't the story. Did he make some amazing saves? Yes. But, but the story is the captain. And, and I mean, you got the story, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I got I got Mitch Allard, which is a great story. Yeah. And uh, coach, we appreciate your time. Good luck against Augustana this weekend, and and enjoy those two uh, home weekends back to back. Thanks so much for joining us on short notice. Uh, I always do that to you, and I apologize. I don't mean to do that all the time. Yeah, not a problem. You have a good one, Paul. Thank you, you. too, coach. All right, bye. All right, that's the head coach from Lindenwood, uh, Rick Zombo, joining us. Paul, we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Uh, help me wrap up another episode of College Hockey West Weekly. It's time to drop the puck on the nation's best college hockey conference. We bring you closer to the action all season long with access to exclusive on-demand content and more than 140 live games. Catch every big goal and clutch save when you can't be there. We have you covered here. Stream on your phone, computer, or straight to your TV and don't miss a moment from your favorite team. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, 
We say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations. At 6340 South Aurora Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road, and 952 West Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goal. He scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious, man. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Coming to you from the NCHC.TV studios, ITHSW Podcast presents College Hockey West Weekly. Indeed it is, College Hockey West Weekly. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Denver, Colorado. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein from that big, beautiful palatial estate on Long Island, New York. And uh, Paul, <laughs> I look at my watch and I'm going like, where does this hour go? When you got Rick Zombo on, there's so much, so much to digest. But give us a quick summary, if you can, from what you heard from Coach. Well, this is this is a, a reason why anybody would love to get a chance to talk to the coach if they get an opportunity. You learn. You just you learn things. Um, you, you get things from a very unique perspective as somebody who's done it all in the game of hockey uh, from playing at college level at the highest level of college, playing at the highest level in the NHL, uh, building a program to the point where uh, he, he, he got it to, to be an NCAA program after years at the ACHA. Um, and these little things like with the skate blades and all that, you, I, I don't get that from anybody else. Uh, you know i i have so much respect for him for so many different reasons but um there are so many coaches if you came off a weekend like they had uh at the university of michigan or his coach would say mish um the uh you know wanting to talk to the media ever would probably be something that they would want to shy shy away from and uh, he had a week off to digest when they win you know and yeah, and um, and he wants to he wants to see his team get better. He wants to see victories. Um, he loves the coaching side of things. He loves the camaraderie and being in the locker room. Uh, I think he would tell you firsthand he loves the fans, but he doesn't like the marketing aspect of it. He doesn't like the business side wow. of it. He knows he's got to do it, and he does it. But goodness gracious, people of St. Louis, it's time to get out and support this group because. They are giving you a, a really good product, and um, you just have to get out and, and get excited about college hockey because they won't let you down. Like he said, when they went, uh, when the people went up there and saw the environment at Yoast, um, that they, they realized that hey, this is pretty fun. This is a good way to spend a Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, I mean, you're a hockey fan. This is 
for a ticket for a college game, much less much much less the NHL. Um, it's 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 good experience. You know, as we know that you know Lindenwood's got a few more home games this year than they had last year, and they'll have more next year. And so it it unfortunately is as much as we as fans of the coach and the program want to see it, you know, build much faster. We can't we can't out time. Time always wins. That um, is a fact, but my it'll, friend. It'll get there. It'll get there. Right. And I think it, it's so unique in the way college hockey programs have built. We saw what Arizona State did. We're seeing what Augustana is doing. Uh, we saw what St. Thomas is doing. We see what Linden was doing. We see LIU. And uh, some coaches' philosophy is I'm going to build a program to stand the test of time. Not to say that the others aren't, but I think some programs, um, you know, want to make a big impact right away. And I think they will still work on trying to develop and build the base for a um, successful program, if you will. But uh, it's interesting because Coach uh, Zombo knows what, what his team is. And um, he knows where they're going. Uh, I like it when he always says, you know, when I can get the blue chippers, it's going to be different. Yeah, well, this, this <laughs> he is, understands it. He really is, does. This is what I'll say. I, I, I've seen for years um, at, with, with whoever will listen, not that I'm any sort of expert or anything of like that nature, that uh, the MLB network um, shoots itself in the foot. Major League Baseball shoots itself in the foot. Um, you should be investing the money and putting college games on your airways, especially um, in February, in March, and you know even after. And, and I understand it's 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 the Major League Baseball network. I understand that, but when you about growing the game this is the kind of thing that you have to do get a, a double header of the week pick a day if you if you went to us if you went to, to four schools and said hey we want you to play on a monday night and we're going to put you on mlb network you don't think that those schools would make those schedule changes beat yeah uh, nhl network let's go but, let's let's pick a night um we know you have various kinds but pick a night and get a double header on there let's go yeah you know and uh, sadly paul it comes down to dollars and cents um i see Penny it all the time uh, when i'm at games wise and yes. pound foolish right but i see it all the time when i'm out and and right now over the last five years and i'll be honest with you it's grown you talked about it yourself this weekend you said hey um i was telling you about the replays i was able to see on nchc.tv you go that's because they were on tv yeah, guess what? Um, Colorado College got a TV deal for most of their home games. Denver's yes. got one for most yes. of their home games. Um, that's what you need uh, if you're going to grow this thing. And unfortunately, uh, and you know me, I'm out pounding the streets uh, right. for dollars and cents for us too because we can't make a living uh, if we don't uh, have advertisers and partners. And uh, I'm out there telling them the same type of thing. It's like, hey, listen, you know, um, if this thing is going to grow – we need support. They need support. And um, well, but we're is, doing what we can do. And that's the same thing with, with the NHL Network, though. I think they're looking at the dollars and they're going like, eh, yeah, that's not going to work. I, I told you. Pac-12 Network guys told me after a couple of games they did, 
early on, maybe year one or two at Arizona State, that, yeah, we're not doing this again. Uh, it, and, and of course, your Pac-12 network is. <laughs> well, we're, we're not even getting, Well, let's not get into the Pac-12 network. But anyway, again, but I'm telling you, it's dollars and here. cents. We're it's talking dollars about the NHL. Cents. They make billions of dollars. It's still dollars and cents. Um, well, it's, they're, it's, it's they're, short-sightedness. Uh, okay, I'm going I'm to agree with you on that. It is short-sightedness, but that's that's what it's all about. So anyway, we uh, we love having Coach on. We love having the there conversation, and I appreciate it because he answers uh, my bat signal every time I'm out late this afternoon, yeah. and he was more than happy to come on, and we love it, and we wish him the best of luck this weekend against Augustana and, of course, yeah. next weekend against LIU. And then he's right back week. into the frying pan one more time yeah, with Penn State, Western Michigan, back to back, not back to back, but uh, for him, back to back game. Yeah. Does. Yeah. And then he's going to go to Wisconsin. Goodness gracious! If there's any way I can get to see that series, I would love to. I want to see what Lindenwood is let's, like let's, uh, playing at Wisconsin. Let's get through this weekend first before you start worrying about <laughs> the middle of February. I can't. I can't. That's the middle uh, of January, by the way. But I can't. You get the point. All right, take it away. From the NCHC.TV studios behind the masks, College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Go to jessieraysbarbecue.com to order lunch, cater an event or pick up a few bottles of our award-winning sauces. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. CHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Tag Creative Group. Search T Grand Run on RedBubble.com and have us create that unique design for your business or gift-giving needs. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian food quickly, with three locations, two in Tempe, one in Pine Top, at SpaghettiShack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. FedEx, the official package delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. Liberty University, hockey education and faith with equal passion at Liberty.edu. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Weekly presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live here on the Podbean app. Help others find the podcast by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the shows at ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. That's ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, on your favorite podcast platform. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Weekly, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. Um, again, a little late, but for good reason. When you got Derek Zombo on, you just keep the good, you keep the show rolling. So we thank uh, the head coach from Lindenwood, uh, Rick Zombo, for joining us. Paul and I will be back Sunday night again to wrap up another weekend of college hockey, uh, coast to coast. I guess I can say because it's all over the place. So yeah. uh, we'll talk to you Sunday night. Good night, good night everybody.